This week on the Golf Digest Fantasy Fix podcast, we recap the Quicken Loans National and look ahead to the Greenbrier Classic. Welcome back to the Golf Digest Fantasy Fix podcast. I'm Alex Myers, and I'm joined by Joel Beal, and Stephen Hennessy makes an appearance today. Uh, we are going to talk a little about the Quicken Loans, get into the Greenbrier picks, and uh, you know it's kind of a short week because of the holiday break, but we are here, and we are here to help. So anyway, let's start with the um, Quicken Loans. Uh, Joel, I'll let you start. Uh, what, 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 what did you make of uh, how everything went down? Yeah, I mean, it's... Kyle Stanley is the guy who we've mentioned throughout the year yeah. as someone who was starting had a little bit of a revival. He had that great 2012 where he had the, the second place at Torrey, Torrey Pines and then won the next week at uh, Phoenix. And really since then, the the putting and just especially the driving accuracy has been all over the place. This is one of the better ball strikers on tour, which it really just damn the guys of how is this guy not doing it? I mean, he was even on the web.com court. Web had made some appearances down the minor leagues just a few years ago. So to see him kind of regain uh, a little bit of that, you know, what made him, he was an, a guy who won the Ben Hogan Award uh, at Clemson. So uh, really good to see him kind of back in the ranks. Also, Charles Haller III, you know, making another, <laughs> I mean, guy, he's an ATM. It's, it's it's the career he's racked up with, actually. So so a few times finding the winner's circle. Um, but yeah, just great for Kyle Stanley. And uh, honestly, for a tournament that has taken a little bit of a beating the past couple of years, um, yeah, really, I think that, People are writing off the Quicken Loans National just a little too soon. I think there's still uh, the tournament still has a lot uh, to give to the tour. Yeah, Charles Howell, the third 16 runner-ups now. It's incredible. But, yeah, TPC Potomac, I mean, the winning score was six under par. That was 10 shots mm-hmm. less than the U.S. Open, so that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. It's funny, you did hear really a few tough. guys on this thing could host the U.S. Open, which I thought was a little right. hyperbole, and then come tournament time they were right they really tightened it up uh, a lot i think the bunkers and the rough really did a, did a did a number on him a lot of guys so yeah if i think it's what's scheduled to come back in like 2021 so it's going to congressional next year but yeah it's yeah. kind of known as like congressional's like little sister you know driving mm-hmm. past it uh you know congressional's the the big monster in tpc potomac's kind of under the radar but you know good tournament uh a little of a snooze fest on Sunday besides the, the playoff, but good for Kyle Stanley to come out on top. Yeah, yeah Kyle Stanley had fallen out of the top 400 in the world ranking just a couple less than a couple years ago, so pretty nice bounce back for him. You mentioned the scoring. It's funny because we had brought that up. Um, there had been one PGA Tour Champions event and two Web.com Tour events, and the winning score had been 8-under, 7-under, 7-under. And the PGA Tour comes, and it's only six unders. Wow. That's amazing for four events since the renovations at TPC Potomac. Uh, so tough, tough track, uh, especially at, at an event where you're used to seeing low scores. But uh, definitely, yeah, the, the comparison to Aaron Hills, um, pretty funny. Uh, we move to a, a course that does produce low scores. Obviously, we the, the Stewart Appleby 59 kind of jumps out here. Um, and that's uh, TPC Old White, at uh, which hosts the Greenbrier Greenbrier Classic, um, and you know, yeah, this is an event that uh, it's only been around I think for about seven years. Last year we had the awful flooding uh, that canceled the tournament. I mean, a pretty rare event for for that to happen. And I guess Steve Joel, uh, what do you know about the course? And obviously. All systems are go uh, after last year of getting washed out. 
Yeah, the uh, the winning score has been in double digits all six years mm. that it's played here. Uh, kind of wide variety of winners who have won. Danny Lee, uh, Jonas Blix, Ted Potter Jr., not known as hitting the ball far, but Angel Cabrera and Scott Stallings are kind of longer hitters. So I think it's like a good putter is going to be rewarded here. The greens are a little funky. Uh, Keith Foster just did a redesign to the course this year after the flooding. So uh, Seth Seth Rayner, CB McDonald course uh, with Keith Foster's retouching. Joel's played it, so he has a little intimate course knowledge of the place. Yeah, it's – Course record. Joel, did you set the course record? Course record. No, I did not. I had to shoot 59. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I shot 59, well, but maybe I you had, had the four or five before. holes. I had four or five holes left. Oh, that, okay. But, uh, yeah. No, I was telling Steve, for it has a lot of history. You know, held a Ryder Cup back in, I think, 1979. Um, it, it's a beautiful area. Uh, I was telling Steve, it's funny, it's it's amazing. The actual terrain itself is not very conducive to golf. It kind of sits in the valley, and unfortunately, when you saw the flooding, uh, if you've been there, it's very easy to see how that could happen. Hmm. Um, but it's also a very tight course, uh, despite uh, a lack of length. Um, if, if you're a little wayward off the tee, it, it's going to penalize you here. So, um, as Steve said, you have a little bit of an eclectic list of of winners, but the one thing they've all done is keep the ball in the fairway. I think that's something you really have to do this week if you want to contend on Sunday. All right, uh, Joel, did you go to the bunker when you were there? They always I talk was about, not. They always I, do a well, big story on that. You, they do have a few little areas you can see. Uh, I, I did go in the little the chamber that looks like a bank vault oh, okay. on that alley, okay. but I didn't see like the dentist office or some of the bunks. But it was interesting. There was a, a nice little like, college like amphitheater area, which hmm. was uh, interesting, but. Uh, yeah, it's it also makes you wonder like what do you think there's any bunkers right now around any golf courses, right? Yeah. Never know. Could be hidden ones. But that obviously that one's a famous one. It was it's huge, right? It's supposed to be massive. It's supposed to house, it's supposed to house, house or it was supposed to house all of Congress all of in Congress. case of yeah. wow. I mean, Augusta National, right? Let's, let's not rule it out. There could clearly there, be there a, could a be sub, some secret subterranean there. living environment there. That's a good point. Yeah. Um all right, well let's uh get to the picks, I guess. Uh Steve, let you kick it off. Who who's uh, leading your lineup this week? I'm gonna go with Phil. Uh, he's a ambassador for the Greenbrier, so pretty familiar with the course. It's his Phil, first. wait, hang on. Phil, we're we going to first name. Who's Phil? Oh, <laughs> Phil, Mr. Mickelson. Mickelson. Oh, okay. Here we go. First yeah. first tournament without bones on the bag. This is so interesting. He's got uh, his brother Cadian. It'd be a cool story if he finds the winner's circle, you know, for the first time in four years uh, without bones, but. Like I said, pretty familiar with the course. Uh, you could spray it a little bit here. His his recovery game uh, is decent. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling a fill week. It's a pretty weak field, so mm-hmm. maybe it's Phil's time. Joel? Yeah, I'm, speaking of familiarity, I'm going with Danny Lee, who won the last time the tournament was held at the Greenbrier, and really before that hit a T-16, so it wasn't a one-hit wonder by any means. But the reason I'm going with Lee is he's had three top sixes in his last six events. Really, since he won a green bar in 2015, Lee's been just off the map. He, he's been really struggling with his game. If you kind of look at what was causing that, and in that breakout 2015 campaign, he was one of the best iron hitters on the tour. He was fourth in strokes gained approach. Last year, he was 51st. This year, he's 51st, but that 51st is actually helped tremendously by the last six, seven weeks. So he's finally started rounding his game. He still has an outside chance to make the international team for the President's Cup. Um, I think that's something really important to him. Uh, I think Lee, I think he continues that recent success. I, I think he's a good bet for a top 10 this week. Um, if you saw, he posted a photo too. There, there was a big deal when he won that he kind of was sad that he didn't have a girlfriend to experience it with him. And there was that whole, 
find Danny Lee a girlfriend. He posted a photo today look, with a with a woman, I assume his girlfriend, and uh, so things are going well for him. I I, I, I kind of like that pick. Uh, it wasn't not the greatest of a look, right? Like you're a professional athlete, you should be doing okay yeah. here. So. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty That's honest hilarious. moment by him. But yeah, he's he's a he's a funny dude. Um, all right, well Steve's going with Phil. I'm going with Bill. And uh, he's not quite a first-name basis yet, but that's Bill Haas. He's enjoying it, you know, again, and I know I pick him every week, it seems, but uh, he is having a nice year. And, it, you know, one of these under-the-radar years just because he hasn't won yet, but the T5 at the U.S. Open, uh, the third place at the World Match Play, finishes in the top 25, it seems, every week, including last week um, at the Quicken Loans, a little, little T13. He lost here in a playoff to Scott Stallings. Uh, I think that was the, maybe the first year of the event. Um, hasn't come really close to winning since. Has another top ten in there, but um, certainly a course that he can play well in. And actually, it, it's kind of amazing. I, just to speak to the weakness of the field, um, he is, I believe, the third favorite or second favorite according to Vegas at fifteen to one. And Patrick Reed's the favorite. Uh, I don't know if you guys are picking, but at twelve to one. So. When Bill Haas is one of the, you know, basically the second favorite to win a tournament, then, yeah, I mean, I, I love the guy, but, yeah, it's not a great field. Not the best field. But, but it's great that the yeah. Greenbrier's back after last year's Yeah, water. no, definitely. Yeah, good for them. It, it seems like the people who go there, now, again, a lot of them are being paid. you got Bubba Watson mm-hmm. doing commercials, and, and you said Phil's an ambassador, and, um, you know, they had uh, – what Tom Watson was the pro emeritus, and Lee so Trevino was Lee Trevino. Was well. So they got they Jim Justice. He he does a good job getting guys to kind of promote. You know, I think I think part of the deal is they get a nice little house there and this and that. Not too bad. But um, the people who do go there seem to enjoy it. Well, more importantly, what you would love it's a little bit of a gambling aspect as well. Oh, Lucas, yeah. Lucas there's always there. little, little po- poker matches usually going on <laughs> like Tuesday, that. Wednesday night. Like so yeah. yeah, it's been brought up for our, our our golf trip, but it's supposed to be a little pricey. Yeah, definitely. You know, you realize he just threw his golf trip out. I mean, should we, no. should we bring it up? <laughs> the was, green jacket was, winner. Uh, yeah, the, that's right. The the winner this week will get a green jacket, but I I got <laughs> our green jacket already. Uh, I would say the second most coveted green jacket in, in golf, obviously behind the Masters. A little ahead of this one, just a little ahead. But, yeah, it was nice. Third, third victory, first time I could enjoy it, savor it, the walk-up 18. You know, had it well in it's, hand. It's so. the Meyer Slam. He, nice. he won the editor's putter last year, I, but was captain of the Sites Cup true. victory. Had had the hole in one in front of Kepka. That's, that's right. right. That's right. It's, it's been a good Myers. run. It's been a good. It's been a good run. Well, anyway. All right. Enough about me. Uh, <laughs> that's, now, ne- that's never been said. We'll get we'll get back to it. I'm sure. Um, who else do you like, Steve? I'll go with uh, David Lingmurth as my second pick. Again, speaking to the strength of the field, he's the fifth. Uh, most favorite at twenty to one, Lingmurth isn't exactly a household name, but played really well last last week until he kind of faltered on Sunday. Um, but you know, playing very well, uh, good scrambler. So I like his game around the greens here, and you know, he, he's definitely uh, he's a straight hitter off the tee. So I think he'll be there on the weekend, uh, like his like his form. So gonna go with Lingmurth despite the. The low odds for uh, not too high quality of a player. No, no know, offense, he, David. He, really nice he, guy. He has been playing well. It's something if you look at the, his ancillary stats, he should be playing better than what the box score states. So if you're if you're kind of going by that and you're hoping that you know the past uh, hopefully you know predicts a little bit of the future, it's Lemore's a very solid pick. Mm-hmm. Joel, 
Next guy that pops out for me is Keegan Bradley, who coming off back-to-back top tens at the Travelers and Quicken Loans, already five top tens this year. Just for a little bit of context, he only had three top tens last uh, all of 2016 and two in 2015. So wow. really nice bounce-back season Bradley's putting together so far. Uh, he's made the cut in all four appearances here at the Greenbrier, highlighted by a T4 in 2014. If you're kind of trying to figure out what's spurring this play, he, he ranks 11th in strokes gained off the tee. I kind of know that's really mostly a reflection of his ability to keep it, you know, in the short grass. Um, he definitely don't need that at this course. He's also hitting over 68% of his greens in regulation, which ranks 20th. Uh, doesn't have an official win on tour since 2012, but I think this is the this could be the week to to break that streak. Wow, yeah, he has really turned things around. He seemed like the kind of guy with the anchor band and everything that we might have seen the last. If you look of at him. the if you look at the stats, the putting really still hasn't come back. Still yet. bad, yeah. So. But it just he's such a good ball. Just striker. go the Bernard Longer route. Just you know. Ooh, <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> kind of Oh yeah, Longer. Yeah, well that's another topic conversation, but um, certainly he's under the spotlight right now thanks to Brandel Chambly and others. Um, all right, well, we'll stay away from the controversy, though. Uh, Sung Kang, my pick, my next pick. Uh, having a really nice year, career year. Uh, since April, four top 11s. You know, I, I like how I, I changed that to top 11 instead of top 10 because he had one T11, so to kind of get that in there. But T5 at Quicken Loans. Actually could have been better, though. Um, was about as unprepared as a you'll ever see a PGA Tour pro did not have any rain gear. Neither did his caddy. Uh, during for the final round, you know, rain came through. He got drenched. Missed a short putt. Made another uh, bogey, I think. Yeah, then I, he rinsed his shot. Rinsed his shot. Right. Oh. He was. He had a putt to tie for the lead with just a few holes left. He ended up finishing t five. N- nice finish for for sure. But could have been better if he had been a little more prepared. To his defense, he checked the weather. There was a zero percent chance of rain um, on our golf trip. Again, I'll bring it up. 80% chance of rain every day. It never rained. It rained one hour out of five days. So what's the point of even checking the weather anymore is, is my other question. It's safest it's, job in America. They, they, they just they get it wrong every time. Yep. I mean, and sometimes it's great when they get it wrong. But um, still, I, I, Sung Kang, you know, had he won last week, we'd be probably talking a lot more about him. But since he didn't, he's kind of still under the radar. And I'm going to assume he throws the rain gear in there no matter what the vortex that's, that's more on his caddy right that should yeah you know you would think so he it sounded like he kind of took the blame but maybe he was just taking it from his caddy when i first heard i was like that'd be really funny if his caddy still had it but then the caddy would have to give it to him you would think so right and take the take the hit although maybe you know i don't know um really but yeah but if, it, if that is the case props to him the anti-robert allenby if you will of actually yeah. taking blame and not throwing <laughs> on the caddy <laughs> but don't i mean don't you guys always have a you rain jacket, like a jacket in your bag at least yeah i mean right. I, if if the weather's good i'll take the umbrella out i'll leave it in my trunk but but well but not if i'm if i'm on a card or something i'll keep keep it in but don't you always have something especially when you're playing for a million dollars yeah tour win also just just, yeah. just find some it's, kid and give him 20 bucks to go make a quick run of the you know point. merchandise it's, store it's the good northeast point. in the summer there's yeah. always a chance of a pop-up storm yeah come on man there's holes yeah. there's holes in the story that's all i'm saying yeah well, at least he took a nice the redemption story. Would be a nice, back this yeah, week yeah. You wouldn't see Phil or Bones back in the, ever getting caught in a situation like that. That's for sure. They, right. they, they have everything, every possible angle covered. But we'll see if Tim Mickelson is is on the ball as Bones was. Um, all right, let's go through our last round of picks here. Uh, pick number three, uh, Steve. 
Going to go with kind of a long shot, but not. Uh, Jimmy Walker, who hasn't had the greatest mm. year this year, but you know his odds are 50-1. to 1, So like those odds for the reigning PGA champion. Uh, you know, he's competed here before and contended. Um, so, you know, with this quality of a field, you, you got to like, you know, taking a, a former Ryder Cupper, uh, Jimmy Walker, you know, he, he might surprise this week and, uh, you know, he has the game. He's been battling Lyme disease. So, uh, you know, it'd be nice to see him kind of, uh, ran into form this week. What about you, Joel? Who do you got as your last pick? So I know Dane Lee's the reigning champ, but I think really coming in, the guy for me who's the favorite is Kevin Kisner, who finished runner-up to Lee in 2015. Uh, Kisner's first time playing since the U.S. Open, where he didn't play that. I mean, he made the cut, but he finished 58th. But really before that, he had a win at Colonial and a, a T6 at Mutual Village. So guy who's really having a breakout year, 10th um, in driving accuracy and 6th in strokes gain approach. I mean, a, really a game that seems built for this venue. Uh, no reason to think Kisner you know, doesn't keep that stellar season continuing. He's really game. one of the best players you know, in the world this year, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you kind of think of him as under the radar, but you know, his stats back it up. He almost won at Harbor Town. Because there's a guy who, you know, he's been fourth, I think, in the Presidents Cup standings. I think he's going to be. If you're looking for, if you already don't know his name, I think that he's really a guy to watch at Liberty National this fall. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll wrap it up with another Wake Forest guy, Webb Simpson. Uh, he's played well in this event. I'm getting eye rolls here. Like, Are you getting paid by Wake God Forest way. for like every every endorsement? <laughs> you would think. You would think. Uh, not not yet, but if I keep this up, maybe. Maybe by the end of the year. Um, Webb Simpson, you know, uh, having an okay year. Obviously had that close call in Phoenix. Lost to Hideki Matsuyama, their uh, runner-up. Um, has played well at the Greenbrier has not won, but uh, had a 54-hole lead one year, uh, three top tens. Uh, so, you know, certainly one of the guys who's been most consistent at this event. And, you know, like Keegan Bradley, he's a guy who we were worried about for a little bit, you know, uh, what was going to happen with the anchoring ban. And, and he's adjusted well. And, you know, he's a much better putter than Keegan Bradley. He's, um, you know, he's not a great putter, but he's certainly more in that – middle range whereas Keegan Bradley is one of the, the worst putters on tour and is still getting it done somehow Webb Simpson you know he's he's a decent putter and, and obviously a good week here or there is, is when he jumps to the top of the leaderboard but again just the um you know the field this week of course he's pretty comfortable on um and you know playing fairly well of late uh Webb Simpson is is my my final pick so and any um Anything else you guys want to add about about this uh, this week week's event? No, I mean it's again. I think everyone's just really. If you if you haven't read it, please go to golfsiders.com. And Tim Reservoir has a really good story of kind of all the things that happen behind the scenes to get. I mean, if you if you remember J- Jim Justice, the owner of the Greenbrier, there were talks that this might never come back. The course was going to take three or four years. The fact that they got everything turned around in such a short time span, I think, really speaks to the testament and fortitude of the people of West Virginia. So I think everyone's really looking forward to this week. Yeah, I mean, the, the pictures and the videos last year I mean, were away. stunning. I, you, you just can't imagine that you, there was a golf course there. I mean, it was just a river. I mean, so. The lead to Reservoir's story, the, the worker clinging onto a tree to, you know, to avoid getting washed away in this yeah. flood. I mean, and then Crazy. to host a tour event. You know, right. 11 months later. Amazing. Also, I think it's worth mentioning, you know, this is a guy who is a bit of a divisive figure sometimes uh, on the PGA Tour, but Bubba Watson helped a lot with the 
um, with the pro- rehabilitation process, donated not only a lot of money but a lot of time, and um, was really, you know, sometimes when these guys just write a check, that's all they do. But he was actually pretty fundamental in getting the course turned around. So, um, you know, Bubba's having a bit of a tough year. It'd be nice to see him have a nice finish this week to kind of you know reward those efforts. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, just before we wrap it up, uh, Bubba Watson. It's incredible. I saw a stat. I mean, he's fallen, I think, to 42nd in the world ranking. He was fourth last year at one point. Um, and the fact that this is a pretty weak field, I saw, I think he's 30 to 1 odds. Um, the fact that w- none of us even picked him, I mean, this is one of his home courses, and uh, he's obviously, you know, arguably, well, other than Phil, the biggest name in the field, and we didn't even mention him. So He's also a very emotional guy, and, you know, sometimes that has negative connotation. But yeah. This could be this in could his be, favor. Yeah, it could. It could, um, because he, he does have a strong attachment uh, to to the place so anyway just interesting that yeah how, how Bubba has really fallen off here but certainly always a chance to turn things around um and, and we'll see but anyway all right well everybody thanks for listening and good luck this week and please subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't done so already and we will be back next week